You're listening to the Corporate Quitter Podcast, where it's all about exploring possibilities for making an honest living outside of the traditional nine to five. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Corporate Quitter. I'm your host, Gabby Ionello, and we're going to start a new series. Essentially, it's going to be called Mini Mondays. What we've typically done in the past is just interview style, which we will still keep, but that will be reserved for Thursdays, and Mondays will be explicitly with me. So these Mini Mondays will essentially be smaller nuggets of gold, so anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes of either mini lessons, motivation, inspirational stories, or just content or topics that you, the listeners, have been asking me specifically to talk about. So I hope you enjoy it. If you have any suggestions or want me to speak on specific things, please email us or DM us across social and I will be sure to squeeze it in. Hope you enjoy. Hey everyone and welcome to Corporate Quitter. I'm your host, Gabby Ionello. And in today's mini Monday, I specifically want to talk about branding and social media, right? That's kind of been my favorite thing as I've grown my social following and just kind of explored who I am as a person and really what I stand for. And I realized very quickly, I'm actually pretty damn good at it. So for those of you who are wondering how to even get started with this, you know, the whole concept of even branding and what even social media can mean or represent for you is something that I really want to talk on. So right off the bat, I just want to remind all of you that you do not have to have your branding or social content figured out like right now. Absolutely not. I, being a year into this, still don't have my shit figured out. There's, I think, a little bit of uncomfortability with not feeling like you have a process in place or a set color scheme or even pillars of which you really use in your, I don't know, day-to-day conversations, let alone in your content that you create. But that's only because for years you've been told that you have to do things a certain way, right? These companies you've worked for, they kind of have a lot of those things already fleshed out already. And so when you're starting from scratch, it's okay to not know what the hell you're doing, right? That's part of the process. That uncomfortable experimental phase is part of the process and it's completely normal. So in the first part of coming up with your content as well as your branding and social media, the first part is just brainstorming and research, which doesn't sound sexy. It could be fun, but for some of you, it might not be. I want you at first to look inward. I want you to observe how you as a consumer interact with brands, You know what type of brands you follow, which type of brands do you find exciting or cool or you feel called to or are like a diehard fan, right? You buy all their products or you like swear by what it is that they do. Think about the podcasts you listen to or the social media profiles you already look at, right? Those people who are already doing something that sparks some sort of curiosity in you with social media? Are there people, not brands, but individuals who you love kind of what they're doing, whether it's in the way of how they represent themselves, the ideas that they represent, the types of way they carry themselves? You know, Just really think about how you as a consumer react to those people and profiles and brands that you know and love. Also, Think as a consumer how you react to products and services you buy or believe in. So have you ever purchased courses? Have you ever purchased clothing? Like really think about why you might've purchased those things and what was the selling point for you because that's gonna help you 10 times more than it would trying to copy someone else, right? You actually wanna see how you as a consumer are reacting to things because it'll help identify what you do and don't like, but also it'll help you figure out what your target audience is because 
Newsflash, nine times out of 10, your target audience will be like you. So when I first started my journey with Corporate Quitter, it actually was starting as the adulting manual, which was helping people kind of navigate life a little, right? We kind of get thrown out of high school into college and now all of a sudden adulting, you know, kind of turns on and we don't even know how to do our taxes, let alone laundry and all these other things. So I was going to serve as almost the 13th grade. And so my target audience at that time was, you know, either really, really young people, right? Whether they were in high school or maybe college or parents. But then I realized, okay, children, right? Because that's what they are. Anyone who's in high school or maybe again, college, young adults, they don't have the money to pay for courses and the things I want to build out. And then for parents, I'm not a parent. (laughs) So I might've been a teacher and I might've been a nanny and I might've worked with people who are parents, but that gives me no clout to kind of connect with an audience that would have been parents. So then I'm like, okay, who am I, right? What do I look like? What are the things that I like? What do I respond to and connect with well? And so what was really helpful for me to understand, okay, what is it that I like and how can I spin that and do the same thing for my target audience is coming up with a Pinterest vision board, which I know sounds really lame, but... What I found was helpful instead of writing out this whole persona, if you will, right? Okay, my ideal target is 28 years old and she has blonde hair and she works this blah, 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 blah. Like that's great. But I found I'm a more visual person. And so actually creating a Pinterest board that's specifically honing in on what my target audience, what they look like, the types of things they buy, the experiences they have, right? The aesthetic, the color scheme, like literally just making this a dumping ground of everything that this person would subscribe to or love or want to be part of or could relate to helped me figure out, okay, well, how can I put this in my branding, right? How can I actually spin this and make it into like my why, if you will, right? My how. So every time I go to make content, I can return to that board, which is just a you know a feed of pretty images and say, okay, does this align with this specific person? And obviously does it align with me? Because I am, you know, essentially my target audience as well. Just like you are your own demographic within the target audience you need to really tap into. So now I want to get into branding. That's, you know, we just kind of covered the premise of what branding is and how to really embody branding because If you create a brand without identifying who it's for, it might not make sense. So for example, my branding, right, is the purple color scheme. Now, I chose that specifically because it's punchy, it's loud, it's very bold. It also, from a color theory perspective, represents like wealth. It also represents like magic. Like there are a lot of different ideas that come with the color purple that represented who I am as the person. Now, I didn't start with purple. I actually started with brown, which is terrible. I mean, I love the color brown and there are some really pretty neutral color schemes, but for my personality, oh, fuck no. Brown is not working for me. <laughs> so I went from brown or tan, I should say beige, to a lime green. I'm like, okay, punchier. It's getting a little better to the purple. And that's kind of where everything came together. But just think of yourself from a branding perspective and who would be attracted to the colors and what they represent. And you could do a color theory Google search to figure that out. But those are some things to consider when you get into branding. And so you're probably asking, well, that's great, but what is branding, right? Is it just color or is it more than that? And it is more. So branding can represent your logo, your colors, your quote unquote vibe, your messaging, meaning the copy or the actual text you use to convey a message, your language, right? The way in which you communicate and then the feeling that's associated with that brand. So that's all what branding really is. 
So I want you to start brainstorming and take screenshots of things you like. If it's helpful to go through the Pinterest route, right? Because you're just pinning things and you don't have to worry about saving stuff on your phone or things getting muddled. That's a great way to do it. That's what I did. And just start collecting things that sound cool. They look cool. You like this brand. You like this color scheme, you know, whatever else. And just so you know, Pinterest is the third largest search engine. So use it to your advantage, right? There's a ton of information on there that you can use to figure out what it is that works best for you. In addition to Pinterest, when you're creating these mood boards, if you will, you can look up things like branding, messaging, you can look up product design, fonts, web design, like things to just, again, start getting different feed results. And then in addition to Pinterest, some other things that I really love from a design perspective, again, to get the gears going and kind of seeing what's available is a website called Behance. That's B-E-H-A-N-C-E. There's also a website called Dribble, D-R-I-B-B-B-L-E, and then of course, Instagram. So I will actually creep through a search on Instagram, different people's profiles, and I will save things. I'll use the save feature, which looks like a flag on the right-hand side when you look at an image. You just click it and you can save down everything that inspires you, that you like, that maybe you want to in some way replicate, not copy, we're not copying anything, but let's say you find someone's post that you really like how they're representing an idea, you can use the same thing and go into Canva and create it with your unique branding and spin. Again, you over time will want to follow content creators on Instagram and save their posts as inspo because if that's where you're going to create content, which I know a lot of you are, you want to be following people who are going to inspire you on the daily instead of meme accounts and things like that. And I've had to significantly unfollow a large amount of people and get rid of a lot of junk accounts that were just kind of not really putting me in the headspace I needed to be and didn't inspire me on a daily basis. But if you're not planning on doing Instagram, find other ways where you can save posts and things like that. So maybe it's on TikTok or LinkedIn or Pinterest and actually create inspo folders so you have a very easy way to tap into something in the future when you're like feeling a little dry on the creative side. So like I had mentioned before, in terms of keywords, right, web design, things like that, some other keywords you can look for that maybe didn't cross your mind to look at is podcast, cover art, web design, social media templates, branding, brand design, color theory, design, packaging. And again, the list can go on and on, but I think that's a really good place for you to start. Now, another thing is I want to reiterate this because I had this issue and I know a lot of new entrepreneurs do too, is that you do not have to reinvent the wheel, right? There's a reason why people use templates and why they use other people as the inspiration towards their work. In the beginning, when you're a solo person, you need to maximize on your time, right? Your time is your money and it's extremely valuable. If you're spending hours and hours and hours coming up with templates and things like that, that's not a great use of your time. You need to get your message out. You need to create things quickly and you need to pump out stuff often. So you don't want to burn yourself out in the beginning because you've taken too much of your creative power, right? You don't want to get into almost like creative fatigue, right? Decision fatigue, because you're spending so much time on making something pretty, but it's not effective. So I use templates all the time. You know, I don't copy and paste things, but I'll go on like a canva.com and use things as a base. And then I will delete things, change color schemes, add my fonts in, add other elements in, images, whatever else, and put a spin on it. So the whole point of using templates and why I pay the $12 per month to use Canva is to help me get a base, right? So don't reinvent the wheel, make your life easier. It's totally fine. And when you get to a place where you actually have enough in your budget to hire someone, then you can let the experts 
get into the actual creative side and get into your branding and really spruce things up so that it's perfect. Because at this point, we're not focusing on perfection and you shouldn't. You should be just focusing on publishing, actually doing the damn thing because that's what's going to move the needle, not trying to make things perfect. Because as I found and many people have found who are entrepreneurs and right push things and content out is that no one gives a fuck and they're not seeing the mistakes that you see. So for example, like my friend Khalil, who just launched the podcast Unstucked, he was telling me on his first week of launch, his podcast cover was spelled completely wrong. His name for his brand spelled completely wrong and no one even noticed. I didn't even notice. And I did an audit for him in a sense. You know, I looked over it and made sure that the description looked good and all that stuff, right? Because I'm a podcasting person. And so I didn't even notice it. So again, you know, your audience is not looking for mistakes. If there happens to be a typo, whatever, but it's not the end of the world. Again, you just want to publish. So that's all I have right now on branding. I can go into it more in depth over time, just in terms of experimentation, as well as just different concepts around branding and how to kind of spruce it up, as well as just get the reach that I know all of you are desiring, right? Getting those thousands of followers, getting media coverage, becoming a globally recognized, badass, reputable brand. So I hope that you enjoyed this and I hope to see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Corporate Quitter podcast. Visit corporatequitter.com for resources, extended content, and additional information about our guests. To connect with us, stay up to date on all things Corporate Quitter, and to learn more about how you can leave the nine to five, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks, guys.